millennials, um, about, about 70% of them, they really value, there's a high value placed on marriage. They don't diminish their sense of the, the importance of marriage and its place, but millennials are much more cautious about entering into marriage. Um, they are um, they are approaching marriage from a very careful standpoint, and they're much more likely to marry later in their life. Borough Lab Podcast. Welcome back to the Burlap Podcast. My name is Paul Sheneman. I'm the host of the Burlap Podcast, and today I have Grant Wood with me. Grant, uh, could you tell us a little bit about what you do for a living? Sure. Uh, I'm a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist uh, here in Kansas City, and uh, my wife and I started Resonate Relationship Clinic here uh, 15 years ago, and we work with individuals, couples, families. Our, our specialty has been uh, counseling with couples, um, both unmarried and married, and, um, and there's a, a couple of other branches of the clinic, too. Um, one of my colleagues, Aaron Mitchum, and I, we do uh, corporate organizational wellness work, and then I also do a spiritual direction. So the older I've gotten, the, the more things I've found to get into. But that's, that's a snapshot of it. Um, now, Grant... What's your interests or concern with millennials, and specifically those, uh, just so we're clear on millennials, are those that have been uh, born in here in the United States. We, we, uh, we mark it as 1981 to roughly about 2000. Uh, so they're, they're currently, you know, uh, just around 18 years old to 35 this year. Uh, I'm a part of that generation. So, so what's, what's your interest in that age group? Yeah, when I when I, uh, I I graduated from seminary in 1995 and went into youth ministry, and it was a desire of mine for a long time. And that period of my life as a youth worker um, with millennials at the time was just a, a delightful time of just, I just I just loved the kids that I worked with, and I, I just felt like it was a privilege to be able to be with them you know, teach them, just kind of share life with them. And, um, uh, and so that age group, that that generation has always just really had a, a close spot in my heart. And so, you know, even today I continue to, you know, a lot of the couples that I work with are millennials, and whether they're married or individuals. Um, I still I still just enjoy, you know, their spirit, their, the inquisitiveness, the thirst for knowledge. And it's, you know, such a huge part of our culture now, they're they're adults now. There, yeah. there you are, mm-hmm. and so I still I still just really enjoy that generation. So uh, clearly, you must work with millennials in the area of of marriage counseling. Um, is is that true? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All all ages, but I, yeah, a lot of those are millennials. Mm-hmm. Okay, so from just your experience uh, as, as working with uh, millennials in the age group along with trying to help them improve their marriage or learn about marriage or uh, marriage enrichment and even, even spiritual direction as it comes in contact, what are some of the perspectives that you see millennials having in regards to marriage that you think would be helpful for the church to, to really understand? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting actually. Um, 
millennials, um, about about seventy percent of them, they really value. There's a high value placed on marriage. They don't diminish their sense of the, the importance of marriage and its place, but millennials are much more cautious about entering into marriage. Um, they are um, they are approaching marriage from a very careful standpoint, and they're much more likely to marry later in their life, and um, they're much more likely to cohabit with someone even before they marry. And we're seeing these numbers. We're seeing these numbers skyrocket. Um, the marriage rate could drop to could drop to seventy percent. It was ninety one percent with you know the boomer generation and, and late later boomers and Gen Xers. It's around eighty seven or eighty two percent. So they're coming in more at seventy. So it's not to say they don't value marriage. Though they really do. They just want they want their marriages to be healthy. And they will relentlessly seek information and support on how to make that happen. Not not just their marriages, but any, any relationship they're in, they, it, it, it appears to me they really put their hearts and their minds into it. Yeah, so when they're seeking out um, information or help in regards to relationships and marriage in particular, what are some of the common things that they're looking for, uh, for help with that you, that you, you see? Yeah, I mean, couples come, they come in for a lot of different reasons, but um, so I, I see all kind of, there's all kinds of things that can happen in a relationship that can create a crisis, but, you know, the majority of them, they, I, the most, most of the millennials that I work with, they are coming in to prepare. They, they're coming in with kind of a stance of, we're not pretending to know what makes a marriage work well or be healthy, and so they're kind of saying, you help us know what's important. They're almost coming in and saying, we, we want you to find any red flags that are in our relationship, whether it be in communication or uh, sexually, um, financially, and they're, they're willing to kind of, you know, bare their chest and take a hard look at their relationship. And so I kind of describe it as racing their relationships around the track when they come in you know, my work is to help them find out definitely like what, where their strengths are, but also where they need to grow. And also just to tell them that, hey, certain problems you're going to run into are unsolvable because you're two different people. You have different personalities that won't change. So I do a lot of work in, in helping them kind of have realistic expectations of the different stages of marriage, how their marriage is going to evolve, how their marriage could kind of bottom out and kind of be reborn again. So you know, preparing for marriage is like, it's like a mission to Mars. We, we might, we might figure out how to get there. Once we get there, we don't always know what's going to happen. But millennials uh-huh. are, are relentless about wanting to know as much as they can. So I try to, I try to help equip them from a variety of different angles and with different tools. Yeah. And what are, what are some things that you feel like the church could do to better connect with millennials in that? Uh, one of the things that, you know, really, uh, kind of popped into my head when you first said that uh, millennials take seriously um, the the vows of marriage or just marriage uh, and that relationship um, that they're like constantly seeking out uh, or they're they're dogmatically seeking out uh, help for it or information about it. Uh, the thing that thought that came into my head was I don't think a lot of churches look at the statistic of millennials marrying later um, or uh, at an older age than previous generations yeah. and think, oh, it's because they value it. Um, I think a lot of 
people, especially people that I've run into in the church, see that statistic and they think, oh, marriage isn't really important to them. So right. what are some ways that the church could maybe shift their thinking, but also like come in line with uh, millennials' desire to really, uh, to, to really learn and engage in um, understanding marriage better? I, yeah, I think the church does itself a favor when they provide as many opportunities for equipping and dialogue as possible. So the, the churches here in Kansas City that I'm familiar with who seem to, they, you know, they have a kind of a thriving younger population. They are providing workshops and kind of and lecture series or retreats or they'll have kind of like some churches will have like um, kind of a university sort of uh, model where um, for four Thursdays in a row, for instance, you can come in and they'll have, you know, some, some churches are large enough to support staff who have training, you know, in, in you know, relationships or family therapy. But if not, they bring in somebody who can do a course. And millennials love that. They will, they will come and they'll soak it up if they have that opportunity. Um, so that, that's one thing. If you're not providing some avenues for connection. It's also like those are things that millennials will come to, even if they don't go to your church or if they're not members. If there's a, if there's a good educator who's coming in to address an issue, they'll show up, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll be there and they'll bring friends. You know, they'll, they'll make it an event because uh, they just they love to gather and come together and they love to, they love to discourse and dialogue. So churches should be providing those in, in as many ways as possible. A, a sermon series on marriage is probably not going to cut it as well. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not that they won't, they'll soak that up too, but, um, you know, I, so I would encourage church leadership to employ or gather a network of local people, um, whether they go to your church or not, who would be willing to come in and, and give information on like healthy relationships. One of the, one of the larger churches in Kansas City that I do frequent workshops for, uh, we started out calling it the Marriage Immersion, and it was a two- to four-week series on marriage that was that had a premarital preparation element to it. It's shifted over time, which is really interesting because so many millennials are coming that are not married yet. They're even They're even dating, but they want to soak up this information. So now... They've changed the title to the relationship immersion because I have so many couples now that are unmarried. The majority of couples coming to the, the quote, marriage workshop are still unmarried, but they're so desiring the information. They, they just want to know what makes the healthy marriage tick. So find, finding ways to provide that conversation, I think. So and gathering a network of providers who can help you do that. Um, I've seen churches have success with some mentoring couples who have some training um, to be able to be, kind of be available to tell their stories and to give encouragement. So that's an important thing. If you have some couples in your church that have been through the wars and have stayed together and if they have energy for working with millennials, get them up in front of a group and do a Q&A. Let them learn from each other. Um, I think find anything that ha- also has to do with financial um, information or how to live a healthy financial life because a lot of millennials are delaying marriage in some cases because they want to make sure that financially they're in a good place to do that. And so giving them some confidence about how to think that way also, um, I, I just think they'll, I think they'll soak that up. 
Well, Grant, thank you so much uh, for being with us. Thank you for uh, sharing uh, from your expertise in working with millennials and married. Oh, thanks a lot. I really appreciate the time. Yeah, and Grant, if people want to get connected with you, what's a what's a good way um, just to seek you out online um, and just uh, find you and 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 maybe to continue this conversation if something has sparked in their mind when they they hear you talk. Certainly. Yeah, they can look up uh, our clinic at ResonateClinic.com. Um, you can also send me an email at GEWood8900 at gmail.com. I'd be happy to, happy to make a connection.